0: Hey, welcome to Echo by CSE SoC. I'm one of your co-hosts today. My name is Anjini and I'm a first year compsci student.
1: And I'm Julian and I'm in my second year also doing computer science.
0: So today is the first of our personal project showcases where we invite a current CSE student to talk about what they've been working on outside the classroom and get some insight on their experiences.
1: Yeah, so our guest today is uh, Hoya Lee. You might know him from CSE workshops or even TikTok fame. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome, Hoya. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right, hello, Hello. Hello. Uh,
2: um, how would you like to introduce yourself today? Okay. So my name is Hoya and I'm a second year um, Comp student. Um, I used to be like a Commerce Comp student, but I dropped Commerce like in my um, third term in uni. And yeah, that's it about me. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, just quickly follow on, like what made you, what made, what drew you to Comp sci and maybe not Commerce?
2: uh actually like out of high school um so i took a gap yeah out, out of high school and then so so i actually wanted to do commerce and then i was just yep. apply, applying um to different universities and then um once i applied to UNSW, actually it was like my last school to apply and then i saw this degree oh, okay. called oh, commerce and consign i was like oh that sounds cool and then yeah um the thing is i had like no experience of um coding or whatever before uni and then yeah it just happened that i got accepted accepted and i was like oh cool let's just try it and <laughs> here i am doing ComSci.
1: <laughs> yeah so uh what do you like to do in your spare time then outside of uni sometimes like it really
2: depends on um, like on my mood sometimes i kind of like reading sometimes i play games with friends or just hang out with friends um often i go out to party but um yeah coronavirus is kind of a yeah
0: <laughs> well you mentioned uh about coronavirus and that's actually what we're going to be uh talking about with your project uh because uh-huh. we've learned that you have done an interesting project about uh i believe mapping uh coronavirus cases around the world uh, yeah could you no, talk no, a little not bit around more. the world
2: just in australia oh like
0: just Sydney in australia. specifically yep. yeah yeah um do you want to talk a little bit more like how would you describe that project
2: I mean, it's just a web app where it kind of shows um, where coronavirus is uh, possibly active based on different mm-hmm. sources from um, different, websites, different news sources. And also it also has these statistics where it shows the number of active cases, number of deaths, and yeah, um, all these um, statistics. But I think that API is down as, as I'm checking it right now. So yeah, I kind of do have to update it, but quite busy with uni and yeah.
1: So do you have like any particular inspiration for this project? Did you see something out there that was similar uh, to
0: this? Was...
2: Um, well, not really. Um, well, I actually did like, I think there's a big website from John Hopkins University on the worldwide mapping. And then it, it, it wasn't really specific. It was just general and like how many cases in each countries and stuff. And yeah. then, yeah, um, I was like, Doing uh, doing my assignment in OS in in uni when it was still open, and then I was like just talking to my friend Victor, who just came across the idea where, hi, how about like we create a web app of like mapping the coronavirus, and so like it, it, it would be informative to people, and it would actually be a good project where you learn different stuff. Like, yeah, this this project is where I learned like how to use the Google Maps API, and, and yeah.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, how many like new I guess, skills did you have to pick um, up as you, as you developed this?
2: Well, the hardest thing while developing this was the Google Maps API. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of took me a few hours to um, actually understand how it works and stuff. I mean, I don't even know if I understand it fully, but, I mean, it is what it is. I, I, I kind of get it, but, like, you know, it's, yeah, and I yeah. think that's it because I kind of had a few experience with Um React before. So yeah. Just the just the API and the different different sources you can extract your your data from.
0: Okay. It's interesting that you said you learned like learned that API in a couple hours. How long did the whole project take you to develop? It took
2: me around seven to eight hours probably. Yeah, just like one day um big inspiration project. I was just motivated.
0: (laughs) Well, that's impressive.
1: Yeah, it's super impressive. Wow. Were there any like major obstacles in that you had to face? I know like the Google API thing, but was there anything else? Um not in particular. So it was just like navigating your way through that. Yeah, Google yeah, just, making yeah. Sense of it. yeah. Yeah, I just had to get used to it and
2: yeah, it was everything was like very new to me. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, how did you go about uh, sort of like learning about the Google API if you had no idea about uh, it to begin with?
2: Oh, there are a lot of resources um, in the internet. So you, you, so what I did was I just typed "how to use Google Maps for a website React," and then there are a lot of (laughs) blogs, a lot of a lot of stuff where you could just actually just copy paste, and then see how it works. Try to modify a few things, and then you kind of um, understand from then on. Because yeah, I'm not I'm not like a big fan of reading documentations.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much like one of the great things about computer science, like someone else has probably done it before or like some yeah. kind of thing like that. You can yeah.
2: also ex- experiment um, by changing a few values in the, um, in the code, they, in the code mm-hmm. that's in the internet and then see how it works.
1: Yeah, that's, really, like, that's one of the methods to really understand really difficult code or even just easy code. Yeah. So these tools, how did you come across choosing them? This Google API, was that the only tool that you kind of chose, or were there any other options out there that you considered?
2: Yeah, just like what I said earlier, yeah, I was talking with my friend Victor, and he had this project going on. Um, it was, he was developing this app for an, an iPhone where, um, where you kind of, it, it was something like a Meetup app. And mm-hmm. then I saw the app. It was using a Google Maps API. And then I yeah, also kind of drew inspiration from that, where the API was like the Google Map itself. And I was like, oh. I wonder if there's a um, Google Map API for um, for web, and I'm pretty sure there is, right? And Then, yeah, that's that's how I thought of using Google Maps, and then I didn't really think of any other map APIs. I don't think there is, or not as less specific as the Google Maps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I just realized that for a lot of listeners who might not be who might be maybe in their first year of compsci or aren't studying compsci, do you want to very quickly explain what an API is?
2: Oh, uh, well, API, it says, like, according to Google, it's like an acronym for Application Programming Interface. Um, so it, I, I, from what I into, understand, it's just a way of communication between t- two softwares. Okay. So if you think of this like a function, and then you want to complete something, you have to call a function, right? So that, that thing can, be, can act like something like an API, I guess.
0: Oh, right. Okay. So yeah. it's sort of like because you needed a map function in your web app. Yeah. Uh, you use the Google Maps API and sort of like it's embedded within it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you, you don't have to do anything. You just have to um, download the package, just put one line or a few lines, and then there you have it. You have the whole map.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. What about the other tools that you used? Um, you mentioned JavaScript.
2: Um. Yeah. So... Overall, I used Firebase, React, Node.js, backend. it's uh, yeah, just on JavaScript. So React is JavaScript as well, it's a framework. And yeah, I used Node.js because, um, oh no, I, I just like using JavaScript um, for my projects. <laughs> I know a lot of people hate it, but yeah. Oh,
0: fair enough. Yeah, if you're used to JavaScript, then, <laughs> then it's the easiest to use, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's just easy because because React is in JavaScript, right? And then I don't really have to. It's very easy, easy to make yeah, um, export stuff using JSON, which I needed for my project. And yeah.
0: OK, yeah. Um, what exactly is React? So is React the front end and then Node.js? Um, yeah, the it's, the a,
2: it's a front end framework from JavaScript. And then, um, so you can use. So I used Node.js Express Server for the back end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I think React is one of the biggest frameworks. In the industry right now, um, I'm pretty sure, like, almost. Um, I, I mean, a lot of companies use it, even because it's also fa- by Facebook, so it's maintained very well.
0: Oh, really? Okay. And
2: also well documented.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, what do you say that you began of like all the required skills to start oh, this project, or? Uh, where was like like to computer science at UNSW or some self-learning um, what was kind of the well, balance between the
2: that the biggest inspiration for me to learn this was um all the technology was the uh, concurrent 31 so the final project was to implement the backend but like um once we've done it I was like curious yeah. on how the front end worked so I did take a look at the source code for the front end file for that course and then I was like Oh, this one looks very interesting. So I just went on and modified a few stuff, added a few features, and then, um, yeah, um, I just started learning React from then, and yeah, and and just going through the documents, the examples, different tutorials.
0: I'm kind of curious. What was your one five three one project? Oh, uh, it was
2: just to implement the backend for a web app. That's it's like an instant messaging platform. Mm-hmm. um yeah yeah slack yeah oh, they slack. call it slacker
1: but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Stacker. <it's> like... <laughs> yeah so that kind of was your first taste of like the front end even though it's kind of a back-end course yeah yeah so, of, like, the end of that project was front yeah. end and that was kind of the first
2: yeah so um yeah after i finished all the back-end stuff i was like let's try to touch on the front end um and yeah it went pretty it was pretty fun not gonna lie
0: okay um was that also like your first the first time you did uh like a personal project when you extended and built on the 1531 project um i
2: wouldn't call it like a personal project because i didn't really do much like, okay. uh, <laughs> like <laughs> my first, like, <laughs> my first okay. um, um personal project was like the course review website um i created that during the exam period um yeah, and then, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend people to do it, but, like, I don't know, for me, I, I get very motivated during the exam period while procrastinating, so, yeah, I didn't really study for my exams, so I just, like, filled this project over, like, a few days.
0: Do you find it more rewarding to do these personal projects than, like, you know, study for an actual exam?
2: Yeah, kind of, because, yeah, I mean, exams are just, um, I don't know, unless you're very interested in the subject, it's just, I don't know, not fun to study at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, when you're, when you're doing a personal project, you're like, oh, I want to do this. So like, you have that motivation and inspiration. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's just more rewarding as well, because you, you can actually learn the practical stuff which you can use in the real world. And yeah, I mean, you're not going to use, like, I don't know, derivation and um, Matrix, matrix multiplication is a real word i mean to oh, be honest, I mean, you, may, <laughs> you may use it a few times but like not not as like um the coding bit let's say when you go to a software engineering job unless you're a researcher or something
0: oh man i know the pain of like
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i don't know i'm not i'm not like the i'm not like a fan of a theory um okay think so yeah I, I like practice better
1: yeah it's like hands-on code, yeah. Yeah, yeah, hands on yeah. So we talked about one by three one. Were mm-hmm. there any other UNSW courses that you found useful for this project?
2: Um, specifically for this project, mm, not really. Mm. Maybe, um. Although I'm like just taking it now, maybe two five one one is useful. Maybe because um, you kind of do have to. Well, I did use a few um few object oriented principles, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean I guess one five three one and your self motivation is like the most important. People say like two five two one and stuff are one of the important courses you have to do in uni, but I guess that's only for um preparing for coding interviews and stuff.
0: Okay. Um wait, I, I realize that sometimes maybe some people who are listening to this podcast might not be from UNSW. So, oh. yeah. Why don't we just like a quick like, what is one five thirty one and what is two five two one?
2: Oh, um, so one five thirty one is like a software engineering fundamentals course where you learn the you where you learn about like agile practices and um the crude HTTP requests. Um, two five whereas two five two one is um algorithms course. So where you learn about different data structures and algorithms like trees and graphs and different yeah algorithms like um. Different sorting algorithms, um, different traversal algorithms and stuff.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So that's obviously the more theoretical side.
2: Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay. Although it's quite practical as well, but yeah.
0: Um, I, you talked pretty extensively about like sort of uh, learning or learning on your own, uh, and mm-hmm. it seems that a lot of your skills were picked up uh, like outside the classroom. Yeah. Uh, for anyone else who's maybe looking into doing this, are there any like resources you would recommend? Um, well, I'd say
2: the of official documentation, I mean, that's like the proper way to learn it. But like, if you're like me, very lazy to read and stuff, just go straight to YouTube or like just think of something and then just try to implement it. And when you come across a problem, you just Google it. And yeah, I, I'm pretty sure most of the problems are already posted in Google. in let's say Stack Overflow or GitHub. Um, GitHub. And yeah, so just go ahead. Implement it or use YouTube as your resource. I mean, I think there are a lot of tutorials on YouTube on how to Do stuff
0: Sounds cool. Uh, so, uh like I, I like to hear that it seems to be very accessible for anyone uh, yeah. who is interested in doing this
2: Yeah, all you need is like an internet <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: so was there anything that you really wish you knew before you started like was there any huge setback or anything?
2: Um, I wish something I wish I knew Maybe I wish I knew how to like style things a bit more because I'm pretty, I'm I'm pretty sure like the UI of this website looks pretty basic, <laughs> just Material UI and stuff. I mean, it's just very, yeah, basic and not that aesthetically pleasing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So probably I just I wish I just knew more about um, starting like CSS and stuff. I don't know. I kind of enjoy the process of doing this project. So, um, I'm quite happy with the process. So I don't think um, knowing something more before starting this. So. Yeah.
0: Uh, what's involved in, like once you finish your project, is there anything involved in maintaining it? Well, yeah,
2: kind of you you do have to maintain it, like check if there are any bugs and stuff, but oh no, I was, I was just too, I don't know I was just too lazy to <laughs> maintain it. And I'm pretty sure it's, like when you go to a website right now, it says for development purposes only, and it's just it's just very, yeah outdated. <laughs> so I do have to maintain it somehow sometime but yeah that's yeah i'll I'll try to do it sooner or later yeah
0: for your next exam block right (laughs) (laughs) when you
1: need to procrastinate (laughs) (laughs) maybe
0: yeah um i'm also curious like is there any cost involved in hosting that on a server oh yeah
2: actually um so let me just check how how much i spent on um kind of did cost me a few dollars like, that's because it was, like, ex- um, accessed by a lot of people. So when I look at the history...
1: So the cost is scaling by um, how many people access the website.
2: Yep, that's, yeah, that's how I made my um, plan for the hosting thing. Because um, it's, so I deployed it to Google Cloud, and then my functions to Firebase, so Google Cloud as well. Then, yeah, actually it cost me around... Fifty bucks, I think, overall. Oh, actually, wow. like fifty-six or something, because I had to pay for the domain as well. It cost me around forty bucks. The first few days, the first first week, actually.
0: Oh, is that just because a lot there was a huge amount of like traffic during those like first, um, conf- yeah, first weeks Yeah,
2: A lot of like function invocations and stuff. I think.
0: Do you know how many users you ended up getting um, on the website?
2: It says like I got around um, eight thousand function invocations in the first. First week.
0: Wow, that's impressive.
2: Yeah, I mean, assuming like people call I mean they'd visit the pages different pages like twice or thrice. That's around 30 to four thousand people maybe?
0: That must be very um I guess like fulfilling yeah it, was, that, it like... was quite
2: fulfilling, but like, I was like damn I have to I have to spend forty bucks for this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Double sword, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so how did you get that many people to access the website? How did you market this?
2: Oh, I just posted in different um, platforms, like I posted in the CSE stock group, in the discussion page, on my Facebook wall, in LinkedIn. I think the, um, I actually got it to, I, I marketed it pretty well, I guess. I mean, looking at the invocations, total invocations and stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of, the, um, one of the projects that I'm most proud of, I guess. It's really
0: awesome. I think we, we touched on... Um we touched a little bit on the fact that you sort of do these uh, projects while you're while you're sort of procrastinating for something yeah. uh, but like w- would you have any advice on sort of like balancing uh, getting projects done and also sort of like um, keeping a little bit on top of uni work
2: <laughs> i would i would very recommend that you don't do it while exam period <laughs> cuz yeah and also try to probably finish your uni stuff first even if it doesn't have to be like all the way, just the minimal bit. And then if you really like your project, you can probably just um go with it after the uni work. Maybe, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not that experienced in the time management time management part because I'm pretty horrible at it.
0: <laughs> Fair, OK. But, but you still get those uh, personal projects done. Um, and I'm assuming you're fairly on top of uni work uh, overall. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm,
2: I guess I'm okay. Not, not, not the best, but like, it's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. How many like sort of personal projects total do you think you've done? So like, outside uni, I think
2: I've done around three. Yeah. Um, three. Yep. And then the others are just in uni work. So yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's the uh, course review app and the the, uh, the corona tracker. Um, was yeah. there another one?
2: And I have this mobile app. But I haven't released it because I didn't want to pay for um, the Apple developer account and the Android developer account, which is pretty pricey. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to pay for it. If yeah, I don't, I don't even think like a lot of people use it anyway. So.
0: Oh, but I kind what, of, But what is it?
2: It was yeah, I it was like a mobile app I created for a society. And then I was like, not two safe doing it anymore.
0: Uh yeah, so what was
1: your first project then? It, it was a
2: course review
1: thing. Outside. Oh, okay, so yeah. the
2: very first one.
1: And when did you start working on that?
2: So I worked on that just before my 1531 exam and, and my math one <laughs> big <1B> exam. <laughs> <laughs> so it was de- December last year.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, was the app also like during an exam period?
2: Yeah, so I think <laughs> I started like three days before the exam and then finished it one day after the exam. So I had to like very cram.
1: So at the next exam period, we can expect another project, hopefully.
2: <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I ran out of ideas. Like, I've been thinking, oh, what should I do? Like, in my, in, in the term one, the first term. And then, kind of run out of ideas, so, like.
0: All right, okay. So maybe the next, uh, next exam period is maybe Maybe, hopefully, on... hopefully.
2: <laughs> yeah, get moment.
0: <laughs> is there any advice that you would give to other students who, are, who seem to want to start their own projects? Because I know to a lot of people, we don't know where to start. We don't know if we have an uh, idea. yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, I think a lot of people, like, don't know where to start, although they, they have, like, amazing ideas. So, I guess yeah. just, um, I mean, even if you don't know how a thing is going to turn to, I guess just start anyway. And that way, as you go on, everything will come kind of clear. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, um, I mean, yeah, like, when you develop something, you don't really know like how the final product's gonna look like, right? I mean, you don't what it's capable of and stuff. How many users it will get? I guess just um, just start anyway. I mean, just for your own good. I mean, the the worst case is you just do a project, just finish it. I mean, the best case, a lot of people use it consistently. Yeah, I guess just like start on it, and um, yeah, the the like. I like to think of this, this this way. Like once you start, half of the project is done. Oh, okay. Like, like yeah. I mean, starting is like the biggest step, I guess, when you do a project.
0: Right. So what's like the first step that you usually take when you begin a project?
2: Um, I don't know. Look for like similar websites if you're building a web, web app or, I don't know, similar apps, I guess. So, so you can see like how, you can kind of visualize how the... Um, interface will, will look like then try to um, probably create like the home page when you're creating like a website and then um, implement different backend functions and test them using different tools if they like actually return the correct value and yeah and then after all, you just create different pages and then test test test
1: so was there any like testing involved at the beginning of the project because i know like for example in 1531, the Software Engineering Fundamentals mm-hmm. course. There's like an extensive testing, pro- pro- oh, um, yeah. testing process at the very beginning. Did you bother with that or you just get started?
2: Oh, I didn't really bother with testing. I only tested like towards the end. I mean, yeah, well, for, for me, like my users aren't like that big, right? It's, it's just like a few hundred people. So like I only test like the bigger parts. I'm pretty sure like there are a little bit of boggy parts like Maybe I tested 80% of my projects, then 20%. I was like, no, nah, just, I don't think people would even use all the other features anyway. So I'll just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. And um, like to the people like, who want to, to start on like personal projects, I guess like that's um, doing personal projects is like a better way um, to boost your resume. Cause yeah, I like one of the inspirations I got. To do different projects, is just to get a job. <laughs> um,
0: Has it been successful so far?
2: Uh, yeah, quite. Yeah. Um, I actually, I did get an offer, um, for an internship next year. So, yeah. we we like to ask where it is? <laughs> oh yes. Um. Uh. Okay. I mean, a lot of people yeah. know it anyway. So I got an offer for like a front end role in Facebook.
0: Oh wow! Yeah.
2: Um. yeah
0: so how how much do you think your personal project then contributed to you being able to get that offer
2: oh i would say (laughs) uh, around 70 percent because it's a front-end role right and then it's facebook so they created i mean they they own react so um they maintain react they created react so i guess that's one of the big factors because i'm pretty sure like recruiters screen people and see like who actually knows their stuff and and yeah, while reading Resume. And yeah, I think um, most of my project, personal projects like have React in it, so
0: yeah. Oh, okay, did you know that uh, before you began that using React would be really useful to getting a job at Facebook, or was that just sort of like a match, uh,
2: nice coincidence? It's, probably, it's like a coincidence, because like, I mean, I started one one right? And they were using React.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. And
2: if they were using like Vue or Angular, I would have probably used different frameworks, but luckily enough, they were using React. So I was like, oh, nice. I'll, it's, it is, it is like quite a coincidence, I guess. But I mean, I, you can never go wrong with React because um, it's just widely used in the industry. Different startups use the technology as well, I think.
1: Yeah, so um, what do you say about those projects? So it's pretty much essential to getting a job in the industry right now, you,
2: you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a big edge over the people who yep. don't have projects. Like, I would prefer just an average grade with um, projects than like just just the HD mark in the um, just no an projects. HD mark without any projects. Yeah.
0: So that's also saying that like in an exam period, it would be more productive to be doing these personal projects. Well,: <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I mean,
2: exams are just once, and projects are um, you can't do projects over your free time, so I guess it's just on how, how you want to prioritize your stuff, I guess? But, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's bad. Uh, but like, I think it's good to know your priorities. <laughs>
0: Uh, so yeah, would well, you say you're like pretty happy with sort of how you've uh, because you mentioned you have you'd like never even touched coding before coming to a UNSW. So you're yep. just really happy with the way that um your like career and like your life has progressed um, since starting uni? Um, I would say I'm happy, but like
2: I'm not quite satisfied. Okay. Because like, like I still got like I still got a lot of imposter syndrome when I'm, like, in uni and, like, all these small people, like, talking about stuff. And, like, when, when you're in the, in the lecture, I'm, like, holy, holy, like, how do, what, what are these yeah. people talking about? And, like, yeah, I just try to, like, motivate myself to um, learn the content and be, be better at it. But, like, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I think I'm pretty satisfied, but, like, not that satisfied yet.
0: Is there, like, some... uh? future personal project that you think that would make you super satisfied
2: um i don't know like i i don't know i, I try not to be satisfied because like when you're like very satisfied with your with your situation i think like you can improve as as a as a professional or as a person because um, when you're satisfied you're like oh this is it this is all i have to know But like when you're not really satisfied with um with your with yourself, you just try to strive more, um, yeah. strive more in terms of skills and different um, outputs you can produce.
1: So that kind of like gives you the drive to to work on these projects, but also kind of work yeah on get better and everything. And yeah. Yeah, just, improvement. yeah yeah
2: just yeah just I guess I just want to like improve co- consistently, maybe yeah.
1: We got a real life lesson here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Then what? What's What's next then? Um, what do you think is your next step? Um. Well,
2: my next step, I'll just try to um work and work better in uni. Okay. Well, like if I if I have that light bulb moment for like doing a project, I will I will like oh okay let's do it then. Um. Yeah. And then yeah, I guess just whatever happens, I guess like, um i'll try my best in uni and then if some kind of idea or like someone approaches me to like to the interesting um project i'll be like oh let's do it and yeah i mean who knows what's gonna happen right
0: yeah that's very true who knows i think it's really good to be like open to new experiences and seeing what comes next
1: yeah so these projects will just kind of come along and when they do appear you're just like let's get started get into it
2: yeah like i don't really think of think of. think um, how should we market this? How how will this look like in the yeah. as a final product? I'm more of a let's start this, and then as the as we we are actually developing it, we we have this idea. I mean, we kind of um, the the final product kind of lightens up a little by little, like everything's like a blur, um, before starting, I guess.
0: And then like the actual finished product, like slowly like visualizes itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, the, like, its capabilities and stuff.
1: So, like, you don't have, like... Sure, you have a plan in, in mind when you start, but it kind of makes itself appear as you go on. And you think, yeah, like, yeah. you mean, add some new functionalities or while you're going... Yeah,
2: like, you, you definitely probably, like... You definitely still need a plan before starting, but, like, not to the extent where you know what's, what the all, all of the functionalities and what, what, it, what it's actually capable of. I mean, you may have, like, an idea, but, like, not to that fully full extent. Mm.
0: Is there anything in particular you want to be telling students, like, they take away from listening to you, uh, to your experiences? Um, I guess um,
2: maybe try not to be scared of new technologies and just start it. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter if you fail. The, the worst thing that's going to happen is you just blow a few days of your life and i mean but you still learn from it
1: and even if people don't use it or anything you can just chuck it in a resume
2: yeah and i mean and you can also use like whatever you learn from that in your next project right Uh, yeah like i think it's always better better to know something than not know something at all i mean that's obvious yeah yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah, but like each time you start something it's a new learning experience right
2: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. like um every time you it's, you start on something, even if you knew the technology beforehand, um, you kind of brush off on it and then you just get better and faster and you discover different, um, deeper stuff um, regarding that technology.
0: Yeah. I guess then where do you see yourself on your coding journey? Do you think you're still at the very start? You're like in the midway or like...
2: Oh, I think I, I, I just... So say, I think I'm not even like in the 10% mark because like, I barely know. Um I mean, I only know how to like how to code simple things. I don't know how to code like you know, the different um hard algorithms and stuff. And um I think in computer science there are a lot of fields you can touch where um but like you can you can never complete it in your lifetime. I think I heard that mm-hmm. from like my one five one one lecture last wow. year, but like it's just a huge field where you can't really do everything in your lifetime, So Yeah, um, I guess um, although like it's not, it's it's impossible to to, to do everything. I guess um, the key is just to strive for improvements on yourself, and then just keep going on, uh, keep trying to improve and improve.
1: So in retrospect. Now that you've completed your first year and we're starting term two of second year. Um, what do you think you would do differently at your time at UNSW? Oh, so if I was the first year? Yeah, you're back, you're back at the start. What would you do oh, next?
2: I don't know, but do
1: better in my studies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> try to try to get, it, get it a better mark, probably. Because like, mm.
1: as I think back,
2: um, I always have that moment like, oh, I, sh- I could have done this better, I could have done this better. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Would you have started these projects earlier or like started working on um, projects earlier? Uh, maybe
2: not, because I don't think I would have the skills um, mm. to start the project. And I would just I would probably stress myself out. And um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I knew a lot to start before I actually started. Like when I actually started this, I was pretty, like I didn't know what to do. Either so, like, I had to um, browse through different, like, enormous amount of resources. So yeah, I don't think I really have to start. I mean, I think um, I would start in the same time if I was given a chance to do it again. Because yeah, um, yeah, doing it early would just stress myself out and maybe maybe make me drop out of compsci, maybe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! Yeah. would you say that like that's the optimal time for someone to get started in personal projects kind of when you have a drive i guess
2: and when you know a few stuff like i mean you can you can get started like on very simple projects when you're like very new to coding
0: yeah yeah all right okay so it's been really awesome talking about uh all your computer science projects and it's been i found i found it very informative and i feel a little bit inspired to do my own thing now <laughs> um before we wrap up though uh we do are we allowed to ask about uh, one of your other projects uh your tiktok <laughs> oh, um
2: <laughs> i think i retired from it <laughs> was that before your, your, your comp side projects <laughs> uh no it was it was it was during no it was after like my first project it was during the holidays i was bored and then my sister was on tiktok so i was like Nah, fuck it. I'll try it anyway. And then, and then, I don't know. I kind of gained a few followers. And then after like a month or so, I was like, shit, people are noticing me. Like, one time, one time in uni, someone was like, "Hey, Hoya, are you the Hoya from TikTok?" I'm like, "Bro, holy shit, I have to delete my TikTok. That's embarrassing."
0: Well, I guess that also makes a fairly successful projection. <laughs>
1: well, I wish I can put that on my resume. Yeah. So. Thanks for joining us, Hoya. Yeah, no worries. My pleasure. It was really informative and yeah.
0: Yeah, thanks so much, Hoya, for your no worries, time. No worries, no uh, worries. I'm sure we all found it really interesting. <clears throat> I, hope,
2: I hope it helped. I, I hope I was not just blabbering. No, no.
0: No, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It was very useful. Useful life advice <laughs> as well thrown in there.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I think at first you you can definitely get something out of this, knowing like when to start, how that kind of process of starting a project is. You definitely gave some good insights, so thanks. Oh, thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that concludes the first of our personal project showcase podcasts. Thank you, Hoya, and hope that everyone listening here took away something interesting. We're also on the lookout for more student projects, so if you've got something exciting that you're working on, uh, get in touch with us through the email on the CSESOC media page.